All right, it is the sports mashup number 19 on July 7th, middle of the summer at this point, or a few weeks, whichever you go by, if you go by the actual date or the uh, weather changing. But anyway, middle of the summer, a lot of things going on. Uh, not a whole lot in the premier sport in the country, which I think is the NFL, but there's a lot of other things to cover. We'll start in basketball with Team USA and uh, the Olympics beginning a few weeks from now. They got the roster settled, ready to go. Not the enormous names that you're used to hearing, but there's some guys there that have won gold medals and guys that have you know been there and done that. And we start uh, with a guy who hasn't, which is Bam Adebayo, obviously being on the roster. You have him um, from the Miami Heat. It'll be his first participation in an international tournament. He was cut from the Team USA squad in 2019 and went to the World Cup. You have Bradley Beal in there, never participated in the Olympics. Uh, Devin Booker, never participated in the Olympics. Kevin Durant was a part of the gold medal teams in 2012 and 2016. Uh, Jeremy Grant is on the team, which is a bit surprising to me. When I was looking at this, he was not one of the guys we had in the first 10, right, that had committed or whatever? Yeah. I guess he just made it, even though I think there's guys that probably should be on there over him that are younger that maybe didn't. While you're reading these in, I'm going to look back and see who the guys were that aren't on here. You also have uh, Draymond Green was on the Team USA team in Rio de Janeiro in 2016 that won the gold. Drew Holiday, Milwaukee Bucks guard, uh, previously a member of the 2012 USA Select team that trained with and against Team USA ahead of the 2012 London Games. You had Zach Levine, first ever participation in an international tournament. You have Damian Lillard. He's been never been in the Olympics. That's a bit surprising, but uh, here we are. Kevin Love, gold medal in 2012. Chris Middleton, never competed in the Olympics, but he was uh, a member of Team USA during the seventh place finish in the FIBA World Cup in 2019. And then Jason Tatum, never participated in the Olympics, but 2019 World Cup team for USA. All right, so Levine and Jeremy Grant are two we had. Because we, we had 11 before, and the only one that's not on here that we had before was Harden. Yeah, Harden withdrew because his hamstring injury, I guess. I, I don't really understand why he ever committed with that injury. I figured he wouldn't be ready to go anyway, but he's going to probably just get ready for next season, I'd assume, rather than going to the Olympics. So, so we had the other 10, but we only thought 10 made the team, but there's 12. So Jeremy Grant and Zach Levine – Cover those other two extra spots. So you have three guys on this team that was has been in the Olympics before. Kevin Love, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. But so, some that should have, like Lillard, I think he just hasn't. Well, they used to just load the team up. I mean, you would have, you know, LeBron. Yeah, Curry, anyway. everybody. Yeah. So, But Tatum's, Tatum's also won, like, juniors when he was in the Junior Olympics back, like the under-19. Yeah, he was on the World Cup in 2019, too. But, like, back when he was, like, just out of college, I think he played in the under-19 division. So it's going to be a good team. I mean, they should win gold, but we'll see. I don't know what the lineup's going to look like. I'm assuming you'll probably have Lillard with uh, Beal, Tatum. Maybe they go a little smaller, throw Booker, Middleton in there, KD. Add a bio, see if he starts the five, we'll see. But uh, let's get into 
the conference finals finishing into the NBA finals. Yeah, between last week and now, you had the Suns beating the Clippers 4-2 without Kawhi. Thought it was going to go game seven. Well, Suns closed it out. Chris Paul clearly wants to win one. And yeah. uh, I think he's proven that in the last two games they played. You had the closeout game, 10 points in the first half against the Clippers, 31 in the second half. Then last night, having a slow first quarter, then finishing with 32. So, And then you had Milwaukee closing out Atlanta, both without their stars. Giannis still didn't play in game six, and Trey Young didn't play in game six, which surprised me that he didn't try playing in game six. Yeah, I mean. I mean, a bone bruise, yeah, but you've seen other players, you know, play and they put like an extra pad in the shoe or on the foot. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't play either. He's young too. Must have been a pretty brutal injury or something that. Oh, for stepping on a rest foot though, like. It's a brutal way to get hurt. Yeah. Had the finals game one last night. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis played. With this hyperextended knee, 35 minutes, 20.17 rebounds. And I think like four or five assists. He looked good. I mean, he looked normal. And Middleton went off in the second half. Yeah, I get the argument that the Bucks are better. Yeah, he did. Middleton has done that all playoffs. He's had slow starts where he has an insane quarter, an insane half. He did that against the Hawks. In game six, he had a slow first half than like a 23-point third quarter. But yeah, I get the argument straight. that the Bucks are better without Giannis. Yeah, I, I get that argument, but it's like at some point that stops, right? I mean, they played really well without him, but what are they long-term or in the entire series without him? Yeah. So I think Giannis gives them the best chance to win. And I know it should be simple to say that he's their best player, but – you could make an argument that they play a little better without him, but I mean, um, he had a big rundown block last night. If it's him getting yeah, seventeen well. rebounds, like if you're not getting that, you're you're hoping that Brooke Lopez does that. But he only played twenty five minutes last night, so they played smaller. They were playing a lot better with a smaller lineup. They played a lot better with the smaller lineup. But Brooke Lopez was impactful when he was out there. I think he had three threes. So. You know, yeah, he played well, but uh, the smaller lineup they found something with. So I think game two is going to be really interesting to see if the Bucks go with the small lineup again because it worked. I mean, they didn't get back in the game. I mean, the closest they got, I think, was five points maybe, maybe seven points. But at one point, was, three. one point it was 92 to 72, and then the next time I looked, yeah. they were down seven. Yeah, it went from that. Uh, it was 101-94, and then Booker hit a three, and that was pretty much the game when it got back up to ten. But – uh, you know, I don't know how long this series will go. As a Suns fan, I don't want to touch the money, as they say. And uh, they're playing well. I'm confident in them. I think this series goes six at least. Five, I'd be surprised, but I would assume six. I'd like yeah. to think the Suns are going to win. I don't, I don't know. think we'll it's going to be a sweep. But uh, we'll make a pick on game two later. I don't think it'll be a sweep. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't I don't, I don't. don't think that was No. I doubt that. I would be surprised if it were a sweep. But all right. Well, you Let's had, get into on, the NFL you had, where you had, you had, hold on, you had Chris Aaron Rodgers hey. continuing to play with the media. Hey, you we had Chris Paul with 32. Booker with meant? 20. Booker with 27. Yeah, Chris Paul 32 points. Yep. Eight and twenty-two and nineteen. I forgot that I wrote that down. The Suns were 25 for 26 in line. By the way, they were 25 for 25, and then Crowder missed a free throw, the last free throw. And that was his, that so was his only point. 
He only had one point. I believe so. Yes. And yeah. I think the Bucks were I'm, like sixteen for twenty-seven from the line. They weren't good from the line. No, they missed a lot. Giannis, Giannis misses the first and makes the second like every time. So he was like eleven yeah, for seventeen. Point. Yeah, he gets a lot of free throws, and then the crowd counts. Obviously, how long it takes. Which and then for you, the Suns forward Zark suffered a torn ACL last night in Game One. Yeah, I mean, that's a brutal injury, especially when you have a situation where he's like the number two center and you could really, or the number, he's the guy that comes off for eight and, and you could really use him, but uh, it just uh, didn't obviously work out for him in the series. So he's done. But And now it goes to what? Gotta, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, which is not good. But Aiden's <laughs> young. He should be able to play a lot of minutes. So they, I think they can survive when Aiden's not on the floor. Definitely. So, all right, let's go to the NFL where Aaron Rodgers continues to play the media and the media is just so stupid. Like, why are they even, uh, during the match, they said, uh, Hey, September 12th, New Orleans, you going to be there. He said, what's that? And Oh, it's the opener against the saints. And he said, I don't know. We'll see. AKA he's going to return people. I mean, come on, give up. Schefter needs to give up. He's got to stop tweeting about this every second he gets. Just I can't imagine what like the locker room conversation was before Mike and after the match, like between him and Brady. Yeah, did you I know mean, they? You know they discussed it. I'm sure they did. Yeah, but here's the thing: he's gonna come back. Like he could have opted out and said it was due to COVID, and then kept all his money, and he didn't. So, what's he gonna do now? Just opt out and lose a bunch of money? No. Was there like They're a deadline where him. you had to do that before? Yeah, the opt-out uh, for COVID deadline passed this week, and nobody did. So zero opt-outs in the NFL, which is good. But he'll be back, trust me. And then you had Derek Carr. I mean, shut up, Derek Carr. Nobody thinks you're good. Enough talking. I mean, seriously. You're lucky that you're even a starting quarterback still, for being honest. He says that uh, he's trying to recruit Devontae Adams, the Raiders. Obviously, they were teammates at Fresno State. He says their plan is to beat the Packers in the Super Bowl and then sign Devontae Adams. A couple things. Number one, you're not making the playoffs, Derek Carr. So I would focus on getting there first. Um, number two, why would Devontae Adams want to come play with you instead of a Hall of Fame quarterback who will probably still be there next year, even if he's not? Why wouldn't he? Why would he take? He, he'd probably. The contract that he would get in Vegas would not be that much more than Green Bay. No, guaranteed. what I well, I seen yesterday in Pat McAfee's show that Devontae Adams had said he wanted to play with Carr at one point. Yeah, I mean, he what's he and then say? they and then of course you know, um, McAfee was trying to. He's like, oh, did they trade Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers? No, they no. Don't. He's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, Adam said that he wants Pith Carr just because they're good friends. They went to college together and blah blah. blah. Whenever but he answered like, that question, the way that it was phrased, it was like, "What is Devonte going to answer? Say, no, I wouldn't want to play with him. He sucks. I mean, what else is he going to say? They were college teammates. And then, oh, Patriots, Nikhil Harry requests a trade. Yeah. I thought you had to be good to request a trade. Isn't that how that works? You have to actually be a good player. He didn't play his rookie year, right? I thought he played, but he didn't do very much. I thought he was hurt 
his first year. He's played parts of all all of his seasons. He might have been hurt for like the first half of the rookie year. Then could have been, yeah. He's not then, good. Then he had Cam as a quarterback. Yeah, that was a brutal situation, especially with how bad Cam was. For so most that of the that takes out the twenty twenty season. I mean, what are they going to get for him? Like a fifth? Is but they it just, worth the guy who was a first rounder two years ago for a fifth? But they just got all those other receivers and tight ends, so it's I true. can see maybe why he wants out. Yeah, he probably will get traded, but they're not going to get much back for him. And I don't really think Bill cares how much he gets back for him, honestly. No, but I could see him going to somebody who needs a receiver. Yeah, I don't know who that would be. Baltimore like, still needs somebody. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to think of all the NFL roster structures in July right yeah. now. Houston could use a, t- a receiver. Yeah, I guess if he wants to be in that mess, which who the hell knows is going to happen there. Um, that probably get some more targets. Maybe Miami. I mean, they've always needed weapons. I know they signed Will Fuller, but they could probably use a receiver. But would, it, would the Patriots go in the division? Probably not if they didn't have to. Um, maybe the – well – the Giants. I know they got Galladay, but they could always use one. Yeah, there's options for him, but he's just gonna get. He's probably just trying to get more touches. I would assume so. All right, and Trevor Lawrence signs a major deal. Uh, what is it? He projected to be worth thirty-six point eight million, including a twenty-four point one million dollar signing bonus. He will count $6.7 million against the salary cap of 2021 with a fifth-year option. Uh, his signing bonus will be paid within 15 days. There is no offset in his contract, meaning that he would still receive the full amount of guaranteed money remaining on his contract, even if they were to be released or signed with another team. The majority of his compensation will be paid will come in his roster bonuses in 2022, 23, and 24. He will earn that bonus if he is on the 90-man roster on the third day of mandatory reporting date. Lawrence will earn his roster bonus even if he's on the active non-football injury list. And with that, Dixwell has now signed six of its nine draft picks, including ETN, cornerback Tyson Campbell, and offensive tackle Walker Little. I think they had a good draft, definitely, Jacksonville. And it says he's expected to be the immediate starter in year one. I mean, he went 34-2 and in college. Yeah, it helps having as great of a team as they had there and being yeah. in the ACC is a little easier. But you don't go 34-2 and by accident. No, and you expect um, – Mustache Mania to really beat him out for the starting job? No. I, here's the thing. Jacksonville is going to be, like, sneaky competitive this year. I think they're going to be, like, a 9-8 and eight team, 8-9 eight and nine maybe. Uh, they're going to be – they got four guys in the draft that will do something this year. Walker Little is a guy who was hurt at Stanford for a few years, but when he played he was really, really good. I think he could do something if they need him. Tyson Campbell's a solid corner. I think he could be a guy that could make an impact. And, obviously, having a backfill with James Robinson and – Travis Etienne's no joke, so they have four guys in the draft that are going to do something. And those two playing together for three or four years? Yeah, but I'm a little confused as to why they drafted him when James Robinson was so good in his rookie year for them last year. 
Well, I mean, earlier in, in the OTAs and stuff, they were just looking at ETN. They didn't even have him running any balls. They were having him catch and running receiver yeah. routes. They'll both play a lot, but we'll see how they do it. I mean, I'm sure Robbins is much more of a power guy, I think, so he'll probably take a lot of carries. So we will see. And then the Secretary of Defense allows the Navy cornerback to play for the Bucks after the first the Navy said no. Yeah, I don't really understand this whole story, but I'm sure this is media just kept going at it, and the Secretary of Defense is like, uh, we don't want this to look bad on our Navy and everything, so sure, we'll let him play. We'll see if he does anything. <laughs> he's still got to, I mean, he's still got to make the roster. We'll see if he makes the roster. Who Who's more likely to make the roster, him or Tebow? I'd say him. Tebow's not any good. I think they're both going to make a roster. I don't think Tebow's going to make it. We'll see. All right. College hoops, a couple things to run over real quick here. You had Arizona State star Marcus Bagley withdrawing from the draft and is in the transfer portal. I expect him to leave Arizona State. We'll see, though. They had a lot of, you know, uh, turnover this year. They brought in a lot of guys. They lost a few guys, including losing Remy Martin to Kansas. Uh, Illinois star Kofi Coburn, speaking of a team with turnover, turning over the basketball and turning over their roster and coaching staff. Uh, he withdrew from the NBA draft and is in the transfer portal, but could return to Illinois. I, I expect if he doesn't return to Illinois, he'll go to Kentucky. Yeah, in, I, in the article about it, he said he entered the transfer portal and just see what was out there. Yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't want to return to Illinois because you look at the situation, he's going to be the guy, the superstar there. Everybody loves him there. Uh, him and Curbelo were great together last year. Now it's going to be a constant thing with Curbelo on the floor. He would be an All-American once again, I'd assume. I think he should return. I don't know if he will, but we'll see. He shouldn't be worried about how much money he's going to make with the NIL with Kentucky and Illinois com compared because he's much more of a superstar in Illinois' uh, roster construction than Kentucky's. Kentucky's got a ton already. so Yeah. We will see what happens there. Uh, the most significant decision left is Johnny Juzang of UCLA, whether he returns or not. If he returns, you got to expect UCLA is going to be a top-10 team going into the season. If he doesn't, we'll see. A lot of scouts have him in the 45-60 to 60 range, which tells me he should return, and he probably will, but we'll see. And then you had Ohio guard Jason Preston will remain in the NBA draft, another guy that's looked at as a late first, early second guy, and he had to do it. Really high draft stock high as it's going to get with the run that they had and how well he played in the regular season. Um, very talented. It reminds me of LaMelo Ball a lot. Not as good, but. Was it uh, last we'll week see. that they had the Ohio, or that's Ohio, <laughs> not Ohio State. My bad. You also had EJ Liddell, I believe. Uh, EJ Liddell and Hunter Dickinson both returning to school uh, for Ohio State and Michigan. So there you go. Let's get into the golf. Yeah, we had the Rock and Mortgage Classic last week. The winner was Cam Davis in a three-person playoff, right? Yeah, it was uh, Cam Davis in a playoff against uh, – who the hell was he going against? The Troy Merritt. And Troy Merritt and uh, somebody else. How did I already forget this? It's been like two days. It's actually been like three days. But, but he won $1.3 million per shot, 18 under – Uh, this week we got the John Deere Classic, defending champion Dylan Fratelli, that TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. Close course to us. 
Yeah, it's about uh, three hours away. It's like a hundred bucks to play. We just had one of our friends and Ethan's co-host in the Illinois uh, basketball podcast. He just went and played on this course for a couple days. Yep. Uh, nice. I'm assuming it's a nice course. I know it's one of those courses where the PGA guys will be shooting in the low 60s or mid 60s. It's not like an overly hard course, but for them at least. Um, then, you don't have a lot of the big names playing this week either, so we'll see no. how this one goes. And then you had the match last night, Brady Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Rodgers and DeChambeau won on the 16th. Yep. They I really were, wanted to uh, I really wanted to see the 17th hole just because it's a 777 par yard par 5. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why everyone talks about how great Brady and Mickelson are together. They're 0 and 2 in matches now. I mean, that's enough of them, right? Mickelson's yeah. got to pick someone else. If Mickelson's won <clears throat> without he's 2 it, and 2. Yeah, he's won the two without him and lost the two with Brady. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough course. I mean, if I played that course, I would lose 20 balls in the front nine. So it's a tough course to play, especially when you're not a professional. But uh, this should be a fun weekend in golf. I'm not going to be watching the TPC Duran event as much. I'm going to be watching the American Century Championship from Lake Tahoe, which features some of the largest celebrities this country has to offer. This is the one that, like, A.J. Hawk's playing in, right? Yeah, you have a grouping of A.J. Hawk. Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, a, a few other notable ones just to give you a, a few different sports. You got a, the first two to tee off on Friday will be baseball groups. <clears throat> Tim Wakefield, Kevin Millar, Brett Saberhagen is a, is a trio. David Wells, CC Sabathia, Greg Maddox, another one. Um, give you a little uh, football, watch basketball. Watch Greg Maddox just be like sneaky good at golf. He could be. He could be. He's probably a precision player like he was on the on the on the bump in baseball. But uh you got Jerry Rice, Kyle Lowry, Ray Allen. That's an interesting group. Uh, Ray Allen, Steph- I know, is really good at golf. Yes. Steph Curry, Del Curry, Seth Curry, all playing together. Steph obviously being the best of those three, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake, I think, is pretty good. Um so there you got the sneaky group that's probably the best overall is Mark Mulder, Tom Glavin, and Marty Fish. Marty Fish won last year, and Mulder always finishes in the top 10. So very good group. A hockey group, Mike Badano, Joe Pavelski, TJ Oshie. Some other groups here, uh, NFL head coaching group, Matt Nagy, Mike Vrabel, Sean McDermott. Uh, weird group that I don't really understand, Alfonso Ribeiro, who played, uh, of course, Carlton on Fresh Prince Bel-Air, Dylan Dreyer and Jay Billis, a weird group there. Um, and then the final two groups are quite something. Brian Baumgartner, who played Kevin in The Office, Ray Romano and Kevin Nealon, and then Charles Barkley, Rob Riggle, and Larry the Cable Guy. So that last one is quite something, Barkley, Riggle, and Larry the Cable Guy. I know Larry the Cable Guy is pretty good. Barkley, questionable, haven't seen Rob Riggle play, so – That'll be on the NBC Sports app, I believe, is where you can watch it Friday through Sunday. Don't know if it'll be on TV Sunday. AJ, but... AJ Hawk will be tackling or throwing someone into the lake <laughs> at this tournament. You'd think so, yeah. It happens You'd every year. So. It's for a charity donation or something for this guy. Yeah. So that'll be fun to see. Anyway, let's do some baseball real quick. 
Shohei Otani will be hitting in the home run derby. He will be hitting and pitching in the all-star game. I believe he's got 31 home runs right now. He's the biggest show in baseball. It's really the only reason to watch baseball at this point if you don't have a team. Um, all-star teams. I forgot that we were going to get to this, so i got to pull them up now. But uh, MLB all-star teams are set, ready to go. Let's take a quick look here at them and see you know, what we got. As the All-Star game will be next week, I believe, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday or one of those days or something. So um, let me find it. I don't know why it's taking so long. To Which load. one's looking that up? The home run derby field is set. We got Shoei Otani of the Angels, Trevor Story of the Rockies, Juan Soto of Washington, Salvo Perez of Kansas City, Joey Gallo of Texas, Trey Mancini of Baltimore, Pete Alonzo of the Mets, and Matt Olson of Oakland. All right, American League All-Star team. The starters, Salvador Perez catching from the Royals, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base, Marcus Simeon at second base, both of them uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays. Both from the Red Sox here, third base and shortstop, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, Angels Mike Trout, he's injured, probably won't play, definitely won't play actually, Aaron Judge of the Yankees and Teoscar Hernandez, of the Blue Jays, and you had Shohei Otani, of course, DH and pitching. Uh, reserves, Mike Zanino of the Rays, Jose Altuve of the Astros, Bo Bichette of the Blue Jays, Carlos Correa of the Astros, Matt Olson of the Athletics, Jose Ramirez of the Indians, Jared Walsh of the Angels, Michael Brantley of the Astros, Joey Gallo and Adolis Garcia from the Texas Rangers, Cedric Mullins from the Orioles, and then the DHs, J.D. Martinez from the Red Sox, and Nelson Cruz of the Twins. Pitchers, Shane Beaver. Wow, Shane Bieber, excuse me. Uh, Indians, Garrett Cole, Yankees, Nathan Ivaldi, Red Sox, Kyle Gibson, Rangers, Yusei Kikuchi, Mariners, Lance Lynn, and Carlos Rodon of the, the White Sox. Relievers, Matt Barnes, the Red Sox, our oldest Chapman of the Yankees, Liam Hendricks of the White Sox, Ryan Presley of the Astros, and Gregory Soto of the Tigers. That's the American League team. A lot of players. A lot of Blue Jays. Yeah, they uh, got, what, three hitters starting and then a uh, guy on the bench and then a uh, – And Bo Bichette. There you go. NL, catching, Buster Posey of the Giants, first base, Freddie Freeman of the Braves. Adam Frazier at second base in the Pirates. Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals at third base. Still kind of weird to say. Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres at short. Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves in the outfield with two Reds players, Nicholas Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Reserves, JT Real Muto of the Phillies. Ozzy Albies of the Braves. Chris Bryant of the Cubs, not for long. Brandon Crawford of the Giants. Jake Cronenworth of the Padres. Eduardo Escobar of the Diamondbacks, not for long. Max Muncy of the Dodgers, Trey Turner of the Nationals, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, Brian Reynolds of the Pirates, Kyle Schwarber, and Juan Soto of the Nationals, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. Pitching, Corbin Burns of the Brewers, Hugh Darvish of the Padres, Jacob deGrom, the best in baseball from the Mets, Kevin Gossman from the Giants, Herman Marquez of the Rockies, Trevor Rogers of the Marlins, Zach Wheeler, Phillies, Brandon Woodruff, Brewers, Josh Hader, Brewers, Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs, Mark Melanson of the Padres, and Alex Reyes of the Cardinals. So there's the all-star teams. I don't have a problem with much of it. Um, I really don't care either way, if we're being honest, but I don't see anything egregious. 
No. So there you go. All right, let's move forward here to oh, the top the best teams. Yeah, the top four, 87 games in. You got the Giants still top of 53 and 32. Boston's 54 and 33. And then tied for third, uh, Houston and the Dodgers at 53 and 33. All right, let's move to hockey. Uh, before we talk about the Stanley Cup final, we had Victor Arvidsson traded from the Nashville Predators to the Los Angeles Kings for a 2021 second and 2022 third. I've been saying it the whole time, the Kings are going to be aggressive. Everybody knows they're looking for a couple of top six forwards. They have a ton of great prospects, a ton of draft capital. And don't be surprised they get in on Vladimir Tarasenko, who has rumors flying around right now of where he could go. Um, I think he will be traded. I've been saying it for a few months now. I think it's kind of done. I think the Blues are done with him at this point. He's been injured. But he's got a no-trade clause, right? He does. He gets gets a pick where he goes. Yeah, I mean, I think if the Blues came to him with a deal to send him to, like, the Rangers or, like, even the Kings, I think he would take it. I think he would. I think it's time. So we'll see what happens. Uh, You had Owen Power and Matthew Beneers, two premier players in this year's draft, both leaning towards returning to the University of Michigan for next season. I would assume both these guys are either, if they're not the number one or the number two pick, two and three, one and two, one and three. So significant news there if you have a number one overall pick for Buffalo playing at Michigan for another year, probably for the best because Buffalo's had issues of just rushing guys in number one picks. And we've seen it in the league. We talked about this last week. The Owen Powers staying. And now Benier says he's leaning towards staying as well. So Uh, another guy who's playing at Michigan, Luke Hughes. Could he be taken by the Devils number four and play with his brother Jack Hughes? We will see. If that happens, I could definitely see it happening, even though I think Luke Hughes is still a couple years away from being ready from what I've seen. But we'll see. Uh, speaking of the Predators, like we did earlier with the Arvidsson trade, GM David Poyle says that the Arvidsson trade uh, to the Kings happened so they didn't lose him to the Kraken for nothing in the expansion draft. And he also said he wants to strike a deal with Seattle prior to the expansion draft, which goes back to the Vegas thing where GMs are giving up assets so they can lose a player they want to lose rather than someone they don't want to lose. So we'll see if that backfires in them or not, because it did backfire for teams like Florida and Columbus um, in the Vegas draft. So we'll see if that happens again. But Stanley Cup final game five tonight. Yeah, Lightning are up 3-1. But maybe this is coming back to Tampa Bay or Tampa's mayor. She said, let them win game four so we can come back. Or they can win in front of their fans and come back, and they can win it in Tampa. That's kind of like how to show us you know nothing about sports without showing us. You know what a stupid comment. My lord, if they've been up blowing a three zero lead, I mean, you got to resign, right? I mean, you have to after that. That's just, <laughs> unless unless it comes back and they win it in seven. And she was like, I really meant game seven. Yeah, well. We'll see what happens, but uh, what is this about the XFL? I believe The Rock is the owner at this point, right, of it? Didn't he buy it? The XFL is planning to return in 2023. That seems like a stretch. Why not do 2022? After plans of the CFL tabled. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, I was semi-interested when it was going on last year. St. Louis had a team. That was kind of fun, but is what it is at this point, I suppose. All right. Let's do the betting picks. I went three and three last week. I went. Up uh, to, I went five and two. I am up to uh, sixty four and forty eight on the year. Uh, sixty one and fifty four. 
I went 0 and 1 in the NBA, 0 and 1 in the NHL, 3 and 1 in Major League Baseball. I had Bryson DeChambeau cut, Matthew Wolf and Kramer Hickok tied 58th, and our guy Kevin Kisner tied for eighth, and he was in it until the end. Yeah, I went uh, 3 and 1 in baseball, 1 and 1 in the NBA, and won the hockey game. I had uh, Matsuyama had to withdraw because of COVID. I had Matthew Wolf tied for 58. Kisner tied for eighth, and then I had Bubba Watson tied for six, who shot eight under on round four. If he didn't have that plus one on round two, he would probably would have been in it. I think I technically went four and three because I didn't count the pick em that we did because I had the same pick as you for that. The Milwaukee so, Hawks? Yeah, I took Milwaukee. So... Yeah, Matthew Wolf shot even on round four as well, and plus one on round three. He was doing playing good before, so. Yeah. All right, let's uh, pick the John Deere Classic from TPC Deere. And like I said, not a lot of big names playing this week. So I am taking Sung J.M. at plus 1,400, uh, Seamus Power at plus 3,300, Doc Redman at plus 4,000, and Kramer Hickok at plus 7,000. I think it's due to win after losing that playoff to Harris English. I also had Sung JM at plus 1400. I had Kevin Streelman at plus 2200. Troy Merritt at plus 4000. Hoping to ride on as Ace Train. And Steve Strickler at plus 4500. All right, let's go. Stanley Cup final tonight. Game five. Give me the Lightning minus 255 to close it out. As much as I want to see Montreal at least force a game seven and really make the Lightning feel like they're in trouble, I think the Lightning are too good. And uh, they'll win tonight. I have the same pick, but I was surprised how big the line is. It's a massive line. I mean, obviously, like if you pick, if you pick Montreal at plus 250 and they win, you're going to get some decent change. Yeah, yeah that's it's a significant number. Uh, NBA Finals tomorrow, game two. I'm riding the uh, pick against the Suns train, which I've been doing. Plus 185, I'll take the Bucks to bounce back. I also have the same pick. The Suns have gone up 2-0 in two of the three series to this point. The Lakers series is 1-1. Last two, Nuggets and Clippers, they're up 2-0. So we'll see. Um, okay, MLB lines for tomorrow. Give me the Astros minus 155 against the A's. The Mets minus 190 against the horrendous Pirates. The Nationals plus 120 with Scherzer on the bump over the Padres. And the Yankees minus 140 finding a rhythm, beating up on a bad team of the Mariners. What did you have for the line for Washington? Mine, uh, plus, what was it? Plus, uh, I exited the thing because my printer doesn't work anymore. So I have the same pick. I just have I have it at plus one twenty. I got it at plus one twenty. Yeah. Yeah, you got Scherzer versus Darvish there. Yeah, that's a good matchup. But give me Max for that one. I have I have the same one. I have Miami plus one forty over the Dodgers. Alcantara's pitching for the my for the. Uh, Miami, I got the Rockies plus 110 over Arizona. Chichi Gonzalez is pitching. And I have the Twins minus 135 over Detroit. J.A. Happ is pitching for the Twins. Should be an interesting week of picks. Should be an interesting week of sports. We'll have lots to cover uh, by the next time we do this. Will we have an NBA champion? If the Suns sweep, the series will be over by next Wednesday. But I, that's not going to happen. But uh, lots to cover. We'll see if the Stanley Cup final is over. We'd assume it would be by then. But – 
Um, all right, J July 14th, number 20 will come your way. We'll see you then. Deuces.